it didn't sound like this last time. And I was clearly running off some sort of placebo audio effect. Um, it does sound notably better. Oh, I can hear it in my ears. I can hear I actually, it in my ears. I like the sound of my voice. I actually have quite a sexy voice, Nick. Oh, Wouldn't you agree? I, I think... it's. How would you describe my voice? And you can use the word velvet. Uh, I think it's like chipmunks scratching on velvet. Nice. That's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that moved yeah. something in my bowels. <laughs> a shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the most obvious thing, a poo-poo. Uh, Do you ever say the word pop-off? No. Let's bring it back. Can you hear this going on in the background? I left my windows open for a second to get some breeze in. It is I... hashtag storm nights. There is, is there's wind, there is rain, there is the Pain. return of our Lord Odin. It is just a very energetic, exciting night outside of my window at the moment. I love those nights. I love those nights as well. It wow. it gives me gives me juice. Oh yeah, I feel a little crazy. I just want to go run around in the rain. Yeah. Do I'll, it, man. Maybe I'll just close those windows. Bring your laptop with you and do it. it doesn't say anything about a thunderstorm. Well. Okay, you didn't hold it up to the camera, but I I take I like your Oh, what does that say right now? Is it a little thunder and rain icon on the uh, on the old nine rain. o'clock? Just a little rain. Okay, Don't go well. exaggerating, Nick. That's what I'm saying. Don't go because I can look this shit up. Waterfalls. Uh, did you have a good weekend? Uh, oh, when did you get did back? Have a good by weekend. the way, I didn't know when you got back. Uh, uh, it's a week and a half ago. Weekend before last. Right. Basically Monday last week. Yeah. You yeah. don't document your um, your traveling. Well, you were you weren't in the same state as me. I had a going away party. I had I invited one hundred and ten people to the Alma for <laughs> cocktail hour, two yeah. for one bevies, four right. X on ice, pictures okay. pictures eleven dollars, and you've lost it. Pictures, pictures, pictures. You've never drunk the amount that I've obviously drunk of alcohols. You get it in a big um, old picture. Well, not enough to refer to women as pictures, though. <laughs> you definitely refer to women as pictures. I still do. Um, in my phone is brackets bitch. Jeez, <laughs> oh, no, I think that says. Oh, that was a joke. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and that's fine. I have to say that now, don't I? You do have to explain when things are jokes. Yeah. Um, how was your weekend, Michael? Um, I had a Christmas. No, you could Christmas have. party. Yeah, I did. Had a Christmas party. Mid-Jan. Late-Jan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm eating hot crust buns at the moment. You're still fucking living in Christmas time. Well, there wasn't much Christmas-related apart from a secret Santa thing. That's pretty Christmas-related. Uh, that was the only thing. There weren't de- decorations or anything, but there were two... They were like... people. They went all out. They got um, some giant... They got this, like, mum-and-pop kind of... Uh, Paella couple to do three different giant paellas, mobile kind of business thing. Delicious. And um, they put like $10,000 on the bar. It was great. Who, who does that when you're obviously closer to Australia Day? Have an Australia Day party. Just skip Christmas at this point. Well, we lit, we, you know, we're, we're, we're three days Brunswick. away from it. We're three days away from another public holiday. Yeah. Are you going to do Australia Day in mid-February? No one's celebrating Australia Day in Brunswick. Even if you even um, mention Australia Day in Brunswick, you'll... Don't even mention Australia. If I look... There's no such thing as Australia. It's a construct. Watch this. Oh, you joke. You joke. But I saw a thing the other day that was like, so-called Australia. And it was like (laughs) going on about like why it shouldn't be... Australia Day, like even if I even if I said, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try. But there's so many hipsters out there. I mean, is it really a hipster issue? I don't know. It's probably more of a. I'm torn on that one. You're torn on whether it's important to but, you that Australia Day happened on that date. Yeah. I I, I, I only I don't I never hear Aboriginal people talk about it. 
There was a very, um, uh, uh, it was kind of a storm in a teacup about it this past week, but there was a indigenous, I think, writer or reporter um, who was on Sunrise or one of the morning shows in Australia this this week just talking about that very issue. And yeah. immediately, of course, all the um, right-wing commentator types were out in a, up in arms about her saying that it was problematic. But you could you could go and watch that clip right now if you wanted to. Is it not an arbitrary date? Though? It's an absolutely arbitrary date. Australia date on hasn't has only been on that date since like the late eighties or early nineties, I think. So what are we going to do? Move it to another arbitrary date? Yeah, like, but move it to. That doesn't a... seem like the date's not the issue. It's well, exactly. The other stuff. No, well, the date is the issue because the day that it is currently celebrating is is not a day which is looked upon <laughs> kindly by indigenous people. It was the date of the invasion. You could pick an arbitrary date and make that have unified meaning. You could pick like, in fact, I think they should just genuinely look at the calendar and be like, it's a bit low on the public holidays sort of around July, doesn't it? Everyone gets yeah. a little bit sick halfway through holidays. They're like, oh, there's yeah. not another public holiday till October. Seriously? Stick it in the, right in the middle of June. So who us- wants a public holiday in the winter? I do. I mean, that's why it's probably on. No one's on the doing summertime. jack shit in those three weeks before um, Australia Day anyway. It doesn't add anything. Just it does hold, seem like just hold a on until bit, Easter. Yeah, congested. Yeah, it's very front around heavy. that time. It's like dump all the public holidays in one. Let's have a really cruisy four months. Yeah, and then just and then, like good luck. You want to make it to the rest of the year? Well, fucking do it without a break now. <laughs> Which is why people kill themselves in the winter. That's true. That's the reason. It's the only reason. Um, I saw some people a few years back, I don't know if this is still the the going thing because I don't live there anymore, but people were pushing for May 8th because they liked, like, they'd call it Mate Day and they thought, like, the idea of mateship in Australia, the date kind of aligned. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's I guess that's my point. Pick an arbitrary day that doesn't have any built-in historical events where it's like, oh yeah, we murdered a whole lot of indigenous people on this day and set them on a course of 200 years of misery. But is that what Australia Day celebrates? It's not what it's meant to celebrate, but when you recognize it on that day, that's what they're recognizing at the same time. Just but pick a would, date which is So that. moving moving the date would Moving the date. All that baggage would, the historical baggage would move to that date. No. And then we'd have to move that date. But it's like, can you imagine like once a year, you're just walking around and then someone like punches you in the back of the head and they just do it every year on that day. And then after a while you start to feel like, oh yeah, shit. In in like two weeks time, they're going to punch me in the back of the head. It's like dredging up this awful, it's like someone holding a, like a surprise party for you on the day that your mum died. You're just like... This is not, this is not the tone that we should be celebrating on this day. It's just un- well, unnecessarily um, hurtful. It's bad that your mum died, though, but you could still celebrate. You know <laughs> how good life's been since then. I guess my point here to you is, if you don't care about it, why does it matter? Just, just like. Why? Why? Why no, even no, contested well, it? I'm not. If, I'm not like. I mean, I wouldn't care if they moved it. Yeah, I wouldn't I, I'm, care. I'm just. But I'm just. Like, I'm just wondering, like, what's what's the what's the actual theory behind it? Because why? Why are they? Um, why does it cause anguish for them? Well, I I, I can or, definitely or understand that. Why? Like um, that, having a time to reflect on the history of the country would be traumatic for um, Aboriginal people um, I just don't I just like if the date the date thing was arbitrary like I don't know I just don't know how that would fix anything well it's just like it's taking one indignity away it's just like not pretending that that date is it should be just a pure celebration right it's acknowledging of what though so is it going to be Australia Day still in May 8th yeah it's just change change that day with all of its meanings of of like yes we're celebrating australia as a nation and theoretically as a multicultural um colonial you know immigrant 
kind of melting pot, but do it on a date which is not also the anniversary of <laughs> significant atrocities to the but original you just said inhabitants. That date was arbitrary in the first place. No, yeah, it's hard for us to distinguish in this conversation when we're talking about a historical date and the date of the celebration. The date of the celebration is arbitrary. Uh-huh. Like it doesn't, it, it's not intrinsically it has to happen on that day, right? Yeah. Historically, that date has meaning. Uh, okay, so like, so like in the same way that Easter is kind of arbitrary as well. It's, yeah. But it's historically, or it, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, okay, let's celebrate uh, Independence Day. Well, that's probably a base. Let's 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 imagine there's like America Day, but the day that we're celebrating it is nine eleven. The nine eleven victims are going to be like, uh, sorry, yes, I know we're all about like coming together as a nation, and yes, I suppose that did bring us into unity for a couple of years, but also, my feelings about that day are kind of caught up in the bit where all of us died, like when I lost people in the horrors. So maybe if we're doing an arbitrary celebration of our patriotism, can we just like maybe September twelfth? I don't think anything's really happening on the 12th. Day after. Yeah. Day after. <laughs> 11th of September? Mm, bit yeah. Bit, bit 12th grim. of September. Party. That's when things happen. How weird is it that September 11, like, if you have, like, Pearl Harbor and the Holocaust and shit, Pearl Har- September 11 is named by the date yeah. of the thing? Like, it had, that's its title? Yeah. Well, I suppose it was a... Uh... The, I guess it's got the twin tower attacks or something, but it's nine eleven. Yeah, it and it's nine eleven here as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it Even makes more sense. It. it makes more sense foreign because we don't say September eleven nine eleven. We say mm. it the other way around. We say eleven nine in yeah. terms of our date system. So calling it nine eleven kind of works only overseas <laughs> because right, it's like yeah. independent to what our dates are. Yeah. But that's its name, though. Yeah, it <laughs> so is. It it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, I will try and find that um, that interview that an indigenous person did explaining why. So they were they were for it. They were for. They were for a change. Today, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, but genuine like any sort of stubbornness about it about it being tradition or something is it's already changed like seven times in in history already. There's no reason we can't change it again to a day which just minimizes the hurt to others yeah i mean i'm not a particularly patriotic person no but i mean i don't know michael is pa- is michael put that flag been? out what no stamp stamp out that flag no oh, you and your i don't even know where you get those kind of matches anymore goals <laughs> did you say goals Welcome to Deep Forward, everybody. This is the podcast. This is the podcast. You've heard of podcasts before? This is it. This is the only one. Seen through the internet with me today, Michael Zabrecki. Say hi, Michael. Hi. Thank you. I don't have anything funny to say this time. Or any week. And my name's Nick. Hi, Nick. Hi. Mm -hmm. Oh, been a busy, busy time in the uh, social, cultural debate sphere these past few weeks. Yeah. A lot of things going on, a lot of issues. A lot of things. A lot of back and a forth. Lot of things. A lot of... A uh, bit of bickering between you and me bit over of, the uh, messengers. Getting, getting a, a bit, bit of testy. hostility. <laughs> Did you just laugh because I said testy? Uh, no, but that's a double laugh. That's a double laugh. That's a double funny. <laughs> that's a double funny. Uh, um, yeah, a lot of uh, been happening, Nick. A lot of feedback about our uh, Louis Louis episode. A lot of feedback yeah. today about whether Black Panther is a valid movie or not. A lot mm. of uh, you know, there's just the issues here that are that are churning out there in society, and is luckily otherwise the people secure. have us, Nick. Though, yeah, lucky that we're here to solve those problems. Yeah. Um, You're welcome in advance and retroactively, <laughs> but not for right now. <laughs> not now. Uh, I apologise for now. <laughs> uh, any of those that you want to touch back on? Any any stewing points that you've had sitting in the back um, since uh, since previous discussion? Yeah, like okay. So I was I sent you a message after that last uh, podcast that we did on Louis, 
basically, you know, I'm often the uh, I'm I'm the Alex Jones of this podcast. Okay, <laughs> everyone knows it. I've, got, <laughs> I've, I've usually got the wacky theories, um, nothing to back it up, and none and of your branded products get... have taken off. No, uh, and I've been banned on YouTube. Um, and so I for that podcast, um, I got. A, small number of people texting me to say, uh, listen to your podcast and I agree with you. So I sent those to you to wind you up. To <laughs> completely succeeded. to wind you up. And it worked so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got I got a message from Dave saying, Man, Nick's angry at me. Like you tracked down Dave to ask him what? why. Did he No, did he I never that? messaged him. What are you fucking That's what talking he said. about? I don't think I, unless I'm like drunk, texted him. I'm, now oh I'm like, God, I need I to hope check. He did. Now I need to just check that I haven't. I don't think we're even friends. He said you messaged him. Where? Wait, let me find the message. Well, this is gonna be weird if I like ratted him out twice because he was like, "Dude, why'd you rat? Why'd you, why'd you rat me out to Nick?" We're like, not friends on Facebook, so I couldn't have messaged him. Maybe I read this wrong. Uh, yeah, okay. So I think he's written, send him a screenshot of the two comments. I feel that demonstrates my tone. I was joking slash placating you. And I think I read that as <laughs> I <laughs> what? sent him as a screenshot. Sent him a screenshot of the two comments. So I thought he had said, I sent him. Rather than meet him telling me to send him. Right. Yeah. Wait, so he was not being serious. I mean, he's he just being said half serious. Half serious. Yeah. Placating you is what he said. Yeah. yeah. That sounds more <laughs> that sounds less serious than half serious. That sounds, that sounds more sounds, like backpedaling. That sounds more like quarter serious. Nah, that sounds more like well, maybe I'll take a quarter serious. But he and I have discussed this uh, anyway, like, uh, you know, in our own lives. Um, so we have... We, but uh, I sent him that thing that I sent to you on the joke, uh, the Anthony and... What's Sam and Anthony show? With Judd Apatow and Pete Holmes, which is a great discussion. It was a good discussion. I really loved that. Um and Pete Holmes made some really good points as well. I think Judd Apatow not so much as well. But I think uh, I think the there's a little bit of I don't know hostility towards Judd, Judd Apatow from the comedy world, or at least from stand-up com- comedians, because because they see sort of his like success as. Like he, he's now like a, a big shot, and he doesn't actually know what it's like on stage, or like he never well, did I mean, he's stand gone back up. To, or... He's but he's gone back to stand up comedy now. Yeah, in the like quite recently. So sure, I don't know the, you know, I'm trying to um, read or, or um, contextualize, watch, watch all arguments, so I'm not just uh, um, you know watching comedians because it's so tempting to just look up people that are just going to back up what I already think. Um, which I did do as well, but um, you know, I I did enjoy that um, discussion, um, and I what's the guy? What's the bald guy? Uh, which one's that? Sam? I think it's Jim. 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 Jim Norton. Jim Norton. Yeah, I I've I've seen. I can't remember what else he was on, or like what other interviews I would have seen him do, but uh, I've always found him a little bit abrasive, and he's. I, I like I could hear where he's coming from, but I didn't like that. He was kind of putting forward the same sort of arguments that you were making, and yeah. I didn't find his delivery of them. I found him less persuasive than your versions of it, to be honest. Uh, I think it comes down to what that interview made me realize was that it comes down to I think a little bit on there's certain comedians have this mentality that just like don't don't tell me what to do. Like that's just written all over certain comedians. They'll, their first response is, "Don't tell me what the fuck to do." Yeah, and a lot of their material comes from that place, and that's probably how they got to doing comedy in the first place. So it's like this 
real defensiveness over people saying anything and when they say it over other people as well it's almost like an attack on them yeah because they want to defend that right so much which i don't think is a bad thing especially in comedy i think being anti-told what to do works a lot of the time but i think what judd apatow and pete holmes made me realize and echoing your points um a little harder was that you can't you as a as an audience you just can't separate the entity that is louis from his actions and yes maybe they're saying worse 10 10 times worse shit at the comedy cellar every night but there are some kids that are looking up to louis that need because he's it's like this uh, you know it's like this argument against actors being pissed off that they their, their personal lives are in the public eyes like there's a part of that it's like yeah we get it that's bad it, it probably shouldn't be that way but there are pros with that and there are cons with that and you you knew that going into that you know you knew that stepping into the public eye and so just to follow that through louis can't complain that his material is being held up to scrutiny after he had voluntarily made these actions. I don't think Louis is necessarily complaining, though, is he? No. Uh, you know. No, I mean, but the defence mm. that came out was uh, uh, people need to be able to workshop their material in private. That was a defence. Um, you know, don't yes. leak this scent. Don't leak this set early. Don't you know? It's it's against the comedy rules to have recorded this, moral or ethical. Um, and I still think that is very valid. Sure, I but, think if he's if he's not put his name to it as such, he ne- there needs to be space for comedians to work shit out. Sure, um, but yeah, the, as as you alluded to, the the argument there is that he got himself into this mess with his actions, and that scrutiny is now par for the course so you can either complain about being under scrutiny or you can deal with it and get on with the job and you know what Judd Apatow said in in that which is what you actually said last week which is like I'll be very I'd be very surprised if Louis didn't go down that path you know go down the exploring of the of what happened and He'll, he'll still be able to book $80 million tours, you know. <clears throat> yeah. So he might have lost... He might have lost... Yeah, $40 million money, or whatever he, he said. He can, yeah. yeah, but he can go on a, he can go on a tour. <clears throat> and I, yeah. guess, I guess ultimately the thing, the... Uh, like the lodestar, which I try and return my focus and context of this discussion to, is always the effect that it had on the women. And it's all well and good to talk about it in this abstract of the aftermath and, and what it means for Louis going forwards. But I think it deserves to be restated that his actions uh, were truly awful things that women had to put up with and had ripple-on effects beyond his immediate control as well, where Dave Becky, his manager and stuff, uh prevented certain comedians from having opportunities and yeah, so stifled them. I couldn't them. find anything on that. I tried Google Dave Becky. Google Dave Becky. Um, uh. Uh, so I, I just, yeah, whenever it comes back to this question, I guess I try not to lose, fact of the, fact, lose sight of the fact that this guy jerked off in front of women in the workplace and just because it's comedians, just because it's having a good time, just because, you know, it's the entertainment industry doesn't mean that it was right and doesn't mean that the harm that it had on those women and the potential, both emotional but also, you know, career or financial-wise, um, that it wasn't very real. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone's saying that really, though. No, but when you talk about all the other stuff, then you're not talking about the effect that it had on the women. You're shifting right. focus. <laughs> mm. 
Um, I mean, is there, hypothetically, is there a limit to how much he gets punished? Like, is there a... It's like, okay, you've had enough now. Well, it depends on... Or is on, it just It depends forever? on his behaviour. It depends on what he does. Um, what, if, he's, if he seeks redemption or... Yeah, if he... Um, if he as shows growth... In yeah. his act or something. Yeah, if he if he uh, makes a sincere apology, if his material deals with it humbly, if his uh, if he demonstrates, uh, you know, helping these women get another foot back into comedy or anything like, if if he if he shows the growth that we're all looking for, then he'll stop being punished. I mean, you can see the and, other side of this, though. That when if he if he does book a tour and he does uh, he does create this act that uh, really explores what happened and his remorse for what happened and how he got there, then you can see the the uh, the criticisms coming out saying, "Well, now he's profiting off his off his um, deviousness." <laughs> yeah, weaker word for that, probably. Yeah, you know, that's I'm, probably going to happen. Yeah, so. that's that's he can't win. But I think I think he would have a valid defense there of saying, of if if it's actually re- reached that point where he has not just like written funny jokes about it, but actually shown some um, remorse and and made actions to further it, then I think the community would be willing to cautiously let him back in on it. So it's really there up was to that him. guy that. That neo-Nazi that wrote that really famous book, right, that came back around. Uh, what was it called? I don't know that. I'm sorry. Uh, it's fairly recent. But that was actually a good example. I heard someone talking about it on a podcast. And that was a good example of, like, someone being, like, completely hated for what they believe at the time. Then them coming around... Showing everyone the process of their growth or how they changed. Oh, so they and, wait. Sorry, I mean they became not neo-Nazi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then right. they wrote a book on what it was like to be one. Right. Um, and now they're kind of like he's doing TED talks and shit. And yeah, I was like, bravo. I mean, it's good. It's good, but um, I just bring it up as a point of comparison to say that there are ways yeah. to be rehabilitated in that. Sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, totally. and, and not be hated. And I mean, he's profiting off his book. Yeah, um, but he's. But the, one, I guess, I guess he's not. He's not directly profiting off um, the hatred, the harm that he's caused. Yeah. because he's what he's doing is projecting how to. I don't know. He's trying to inspire. Yeah, people that's to what I was going to say. It so, sounds like what he's actually achieving there is informing people how to reach those with extreme views and helping those within that sphere to recognize, you know, the problems with what they hold and theoretically bringing others out of that, you know, like that, that's altruistic. And I suppose that's yeah. what we're looking for from Louis is altruism of some form, which yeah. is like, yes, we're booking tours now, but hey, wouldn't it be nice if at, as an opener for a, that big $80 million tour, he brings some of the comedians up if they ever want to work with him again and like gave them the same platform that he's using like there are lots of ways that he could visibly demonstrate a similar level of commitment to that goal mm-hmm. well I mean yeah I'm, I don't think I'm going to agree with you fully on this but um, which part yeah <laughs> um I mean, they're, they're just like little bits and pieces that I that I don't. Yeah, but are you are you saying them. that you don't think that it, it could reach a point where he would be reaccepted back into comedy society? Or no, are can, you saying I can, I can, that, like I can that example that. of 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 Bringing what he might do? Yeah, well, that's just like one example, yeah. right? Yeah, it's not. It's not me mandating that was what he's doing. It's an example of the kind of thing he could do to show in good faith that he's trying to repair the harm that he's done. It doesn't have to be yeah. what he does. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many uh, variables 
and it's uncharted waters with this kind of stuff and you don't know what's going to backfire and you don't know what's going to be um, unfunny like you don't know um, it, there's so many things that you, that you don't know you should be able just, to tell that some things will backfire yeah of course but I mean I don't know maybe maybe bringing maybe bringing uh, victims up on stage to do a type 5 before he does his main one is seems like uh, I don't know even I don't know he's still the he has like two two women come up and do a five minute set and then he and then Big Papa comes back yeah I, I look look I, 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 I hear that criticism I'm not I'm I'm certainly aware that it would be an uh potentially very fraught situation and maybe that you know the alternative is you you just fund a tour or stages for those women that you, and you don't rock up at all you know it, it there are other ways yeah. around this but look that the nitty ditty uh, nitty gritty of um the details of his uh uh rehabilitation are kind of again beside the point a little bit i think it's more just about his his intent development yeah his yeah. development and his intent yeah I agree should um, we sideline Louis yeah let's let's pause Louis now that um, what else we got we fixed that problem um, <laughs> so I had the uh, question I can't actually remember how it came up um, but I've been musing about this for a few weeks it's a kind of simple question what is the most dangerous company in the world, most Gillette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you felt um, browbeaten when you watched that ad. You said, "Don't tell me you I'm feel not." What? You felt browbeaten. Browbeaten? Yeah. What's that? Like uh, insulted. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> felt like the fragile male ego. Yeah. Um, and that's what they're trying to fix with Gillette razors. Gillette <laughs> sponsors of this week's show. Man, it's a fucking thing. Like I don't like. Look, it was a good message. It was a good message. Not taking away from that, but like, does anyone not see what's happening? Like Nike sponsoring, like these these huge brands responsible for a lot of shit are like just using. Um, social movements as and just jumping on the back of them and just like whoop riding them and everyone's like well done like what you know Pepsi failed at it Nike did well at it (laughs) Gillette I'm just like come on are you serious is everyone actually gonna buy this it was like I think it's like if you criticise that it's like you're criticising the message and no one wants to look like they're criticising the message so you kind of just have to be like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, but I mean, all corporations for years have been using some form of form of message, whether have it's they? yeah, whether it's like sex sells or hey, come fuck this Christmas polar bear, Coca Cola, right? Um, Which I did, eighty seven. <laughs> wow, back in eighty seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but those aren't the all, same though. But like all, it's just become more overt. But all. All advertising is based on the social mores of the time. It's it's sure. it's because it needs to resonate with someone in order to get attention. And yes, it is right. it is obviously it's literal, like overt, like uh, the the association between Gillette and masculinity. I suppose is is kind of there already, but it's another step to go like this is what we believe men should be like. Uh, but you know, all, all they've ever done is uh, uh, all, all an adver- uh, advertisement for like a beauty product does is is inform the viewer about how they're meant to think or look. Anyway, right? It's just gone one step further to be, I suppose, aspirational rather than shame based. Like, huh? You've you've got those uh you got those hairs growing out of your balls shave them off with Gillette and now it's like shave them off with Gillette and don't be a prick (laughs) 
So barely said shave them off. Yeah. They, focused they barely on, said that. They, they didn't say that. They didn't even say shave it off. But you know what I mean? Like, they've always been playing on the... the it, it, in order to be advertising, to be successful, it's it's got to worm your way into your head somehow. And sometimes that's a jingle and sometimes that's a visual thing or it's a joke or it's a slapstick moment or it's a huge budget or it's a celebrity or it's anything. And this is just one I, other I, tool I, to be... No, but the... They've done it well, of course. Yeah, but I don't know. Ethically, it's icky. I don't think anyone. It's ethically icky. What's the <laughs> What's the ethical ickiness? Um, that a that a corporation is is telling you that. I mean, when they they act, they I mean they charge what more for their raises for women's raises than men's. I mean, it's, they they have. I've seen. I mean, they contribute to the sexualization of of women and objectification of women and with like um, I mean what do they sponsor they sponsor like car races and stuff I mean yeah they've got Gillette printed over all these like I don't know it's just I don't know just you don't I just I I, feel like McDonald's should McDonald's should jump on the bandwagon and say you know I don't know what they'd say but they'd be like hey be nice to midgets (laughs) they're people too McDonald's McDonald's go vegetarian (laughs) um i guess i i guess i'm either cynical enough or inured enough to it where i just like yes i can recognize that the the messaging is advertising right it it it, it, i'm not unaware of the fact that it's a corporation using this um uh movement or whatever you want to call it this topic for their own profit but I think it's it, it can still be the case that it could be a positive message. Like I don't think those things are mutually exclusive. That it it can no. be a well made ad with a good message and it can also be a profit making move by a corporation with no morals other than a bottom line. And I think that well, sometimes sure. it can overlap. And I also think that that's been the case in previous contexts as well, where it's like like I said, like this is our sexy model and you can look like that if you buy our product like that's that's mm-hmm. advertising forever it's it's messaging yeah. it's it's it, it doesn't seem too different to me mm. um most what's the most dangerous what how'd you come to this question i don't remember cool another drunk well another it was drunk just night on the internet it's been on the Nick. list it's been on the list for Probably the same night you didn't message dave I deleted that reference from the podcast, so it's not going to make sense. Um, You're going to have to delete another thing now. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, leave that one in. Um, So, what were you thinking Uh, of? Well, I I have, yeah, I have an answer. I think already, but I'd be curious to 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 hear what comes to mind for you. Um, my first thought would be. Uh, companies that are responsible for the mass slaughter of animals. Interesting. Um, like <laughs> physically dangerous, taking it literally. Um, so, and then, uh, I guess like, the next one would be uh, the large agriculture companies. Of... What's that? You're saying large agriculture companies? Yes. Sort of, yeah. Well, yeah, and like, I guess, like McDonald's and stuff, KFC. Interesting. That seems pretty obvious. I don't know. Maybe also, um, like, s- exploitation of child workers or... Yeah. I don't know. I think you're thinking like small fries. Answer, I think it? you're thinking small fries. I think, I mean, Am literally I? in McDonald's, he should be ordering a large fries. Um, and it looks like he have been. Um, the... I think, the, like, oil companies, right? They're they're up there then you're starting talking at an international scale where the effects of the product that they're selling have monumentally changed the entire ecosystem and literally killed off yep. millions of species dooming the planet within 12 years if we can't yep. fix it up and I think you can go one level more abstract as well which I think 
arguably News Corporation is up there for one of the most damaging. Because I think that Interesting. the influence that they've had over the level of discourse, the level of journalism, the validity of what constitutes truth and untruth in this era, the effect it had on you know Britain in the sun and all of its hacking scandals, the effect it's had on the Australian discourse with its monopoly and or near, near monopoly... Um, and then, of course, most infamously with Fox News and the way that that's really fundamentally uprooted Western democracy effectively by skewing conservative politics in such a weird fucking direction. I, uh, in terms yeah. of the impact, I mean, arguably some of those overlap with things like the, the oil baron kind of things, that conservative streak which is in the hands of the enemy uh, uh, uh enemy god that was freudian energy industry um <laughs> <laughs> uh, the energy industry and the conservative um platforms which have overlapped and have sort of been um supported and reinforced by the media like that there's definitely kind of uh an overlap there as well but yeah when i think about what it, what a generation of um of I suppose society has has had in terms of a media diet it is very interesting to consider a hypothetical where a free well financed uh, sorry a free market well financed with multiple independent journalistic hubs supporting and encouraging educated discourse it is very interesting to picture what they're they're responsible in. for the um for the manipulation of the zeitgeist, mm. which is kind of feels more terrifying. Like yeah. I don't know if like they're probably inadvertently responsible for deaths. Yeah. Um I mean but, I mean we know that literally CNN is as well. Literally he toppled the Australian Prime Minister, right? <laughs> Murdoch decided that he yeah. didn't want Turnbull there anymore, and so he was out. Like it is insane the amount of power that that dude has. I think for over a prolonged period of time, uh, changing the way populations think, as News Corp done, um, to align with your uh, financial goals is definitely one of the most dangerous things you could... Because it's unprecedented because because a very small amount of people have that amount of influence and power. So it's almost hard to fathom the danger. It's almost outside of our... It's like imagining how big the universe is a little bit. Yeah. It's like... I mean, I can't even, I can't even imagine. It's, ha- it, 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 it's almost like... Uh, it's like a Hollywood kind of level of power where you're like, it's so surreal, mm. but it's also... 100% true like it's it, it's like a guy in a room mm. and if he wants something done he can shape the entire narrative of a nation he can control what politicians are talking about by the stories that he runs you know he has the yeah. ear of of people he can you know get a message out whether internally in like a political camp or publicly in front of you know millions of viewers or readers it is like scary kind of Machiavellian <laughs> power. Yeah. And he's held onto it for totally. 50 years. <laughs> and like, how is he not dead? Well, probably because he's his a money. fucking billionaire. <laughs> oh, yeah. But he's also incredibly tenacious, you know. Like, he, he was just... I wonder if... I wonder if he'll be cryogenically frozen because he can afford it. I bet you there's a better way that they can preserve uh, bodies now that they haven't actually like made it public yet because they don't want people to know. Oh no, (laughs) we don't cryogenically freeze anymore. We dismantle ourselves onto like small little thin strips and then stack it in like a Rolodex, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, Rolodex." (laughs) Bring back the Rolodex. Hashtag bring back the Rolodex. Guys, if we can get this uh, tweeting, I think we can take on Gillette and their bigoted man-hating campaign. Yeah. Stick it um, to the woman? <laughs> Be very careful. Yeah. Where 
where you stick where it. you stick it though yeah um uh I, I yeah i'd been inclined to agree with you now that you've said all that that news corp yeah i mean what companies are responsible for actual deaths what can, can uh well i mean I, like how would, can they survive if they're there would definitely be um like oil companies that have had oil rig explosions that people have died in weirdly like uh air like uh, air transport you know there are plane crashes and those companies mm. like they keep operating for the most part they probably go through a hell of a lot of regulation and oversight but it's not often you get to like lose a plane in the middle of the ocean and everyone's like oh yeah you can still operate though <laughs> yeah just don't lose any more planes yeah. malaysia um but there's so many of them. I mean, like, the, the percentage is so small. Totally. But at the same time, like, that's that's a, that's literally an industry which has had a non-trivial amount of death. <laughs> like, a non-zero amount, I should, I should say. It is a trivial but amount. But, like, how much... But you have to account for, like... Yeah, it, it's error. trivial. Like is... Yeah. It's, it's a very, very tiny... Very, very tiny percentage. It's safer than, like... Um, car transport for instance but it's also <laughs> it's a corporation doing it in a car instance yeah. it's an it's a individual problem right like you have a death caused right. by one human acting as themselves on a public road interacting with another human acting as themselves um, yeah when you're talking about air transport you're talking about a company you know um, yeah. and that has deaths yeah did you see that video of um, the woman that was driving in Melbourne back from the airport and the, um, the sign fell down? No. The, the, it, was this, it was this sign that fell down just uh, last week. Like a street sign. And, like a big highway sign. Right. It just like gave way and toppled and almost like basically sliced her car in half. Wow. She survived. Wow. Um, it was... Uh, <clears throat> she'd say... Uh, She's going to get a lot of money, I think. Yeah. A lot of money. Yeah, that's crazy. She's going to get a lot of money. Um, a lot of money. How much money is she going to get, Michael? A lot of money. Elvis. Johnny Cash. A lot of money. She's going to get a lot of money. Impression of the week. Um, yeah. What about... Uh, I mean, fast food, you, you, you touched on... Um, briefly as well but there are there are definitely like there they've got to be companies or uh, uh industries that have had generational effects as well like the drug industry has had like pharmaceutical wise has had significant you know errors over the years whether it's oh yeah we gave it a drug and it caused birth defects in like fetuses or in terms of systemic things where they uh, you know, they have a financial incentive to keep people hooked on a particular medication, which has mm. you know trickle down effects in a society. Um, You're thinking way more outside the box than me on this one. For mm. once, yeah, for once I'm putting a little bit of thought into what I say. No, that's that, yeah, pharmaceutical companies, like they've done right. some shit. Oh, there's some nasty shit though. <laughs> I didn't cut. I don't. Uh, it's not my favorite accent. What? Not my favorite no. accent. It's how I talk, mate. Yeah. Um, um, Pfizer. That's the only pharmaceutical company I know. Yeah. Do you know any others? Yeah, Novartis. Novartis. Yeah. That's a cool name. It's like a. What do they sell? Pharmaceuticals. <laughs> do you uh, Johnson and Johnson? Do you have Thrush at the moment? Uh, never had thrush. Don't even know what it is. So maybe I have thrush. <laughs> <laughs> Do you actually not what, no, not know what thrush is? It's like a rash. It sounds like rash. So I'm going with the rash. Like a vaginal rash. Just go ask Emma. Do you? I'm have thinking thrush? an upper leg vaginal rash. What? Just go ask Emma. Do you have thrush? Sure. Yeah. Do it. Hey Emma. Yeah. Um. Weird question. Do you have thrush? What? Why? That's a weird question to ask 
That's not a no, Nick. That's <laughs> not a no. You still haven't answered the question, really. No, I don't. Okay. Okay. Just. Sorry. She doesn't answer. (laughs) You got me in trouble. I did get you in trouble. (laughs) What you should have said is, I just don't know what it is. Just go. Just no. Honestly, go back and say, I just I didn't know what it was. I'll tell her that later. Okay. Good. That's fine. Uh, Nevadas can help. You out with your thrush props. How do we get onto this though? We're talking about pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna lock in um, News Corp and pharmaceutical companies. Okay. I'm gonna throw an Exxon in there as well, like a an oil company, a pharmaceutical, and a News Corp. That feels okay. like a good trinity of just really world ruining companies. Uh, Exxon. They are uh, BP are different, or right? I can't remember. Are they owned by the same company? I don't know. I, I don't know what their like, corporate structure is. I think BP is different to Exxon. I think Exxon might be um, uh, mobile. Yeah, yeah they're, they're Exxon mobile, but yeah. um, BP But BP is different, I think. Yeah, um, but like they did some um, serious, you know, environmental damage, and death damage, and like global warming. So you get a, a nice combo. But what about this? What about this? How many people have they employed and given livelihoods to? Yeah, I, look, I, I'm not saying that they aren't in some ways necessary. It, but that doesn't mean that what they have done is always the ideal for society did you see that um that company um that it's a russian startup and they want to put uh, billboards in space what no yeah forget this i'll read out a bit of this um Following in the footsteps of Yuri Gagarin, the first man in space, and Neil Armstrong, a Russian company has boldly set out to do what no one else has done before, install the first advertising billboard in space. So Start Rocket, which is the name of the company, aims to use a formation of tiny cube satellites to create program- programmable displays in the night sky in a low Earth orbit of four to 500 kilometers. So you're standing on the ground and you look up at space and there's billboards. Yeah, and you can see Jesus. That's, That's fucking insane. Shit, isn't yeah. It? That's very shit. That's that should be allowed. I mean Yeah. That's gonna happen. I can I can see it happening. I feel like it's a I feel like it's the logical progression of society. Yeah. In some way. Yeah, I mean pollute the night sky. Yeah, it is. It is true. It's that kind of Jetsons future, isn't it? Where you're like zooming along in your hover car, and there's these like space billboards. It's. Yep. It's. I think that when you instill something like that into the cultural consciousness in fiction, ultimately technology starts angling towards that in reality. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people probably said that about you know the countryside and stuff as well. Like when you're driving down like a nice road, or they probably said that about roads. You know, yeah. driving down the countryside, and you've got this picturesque stuff, and then it's just like can't get an erection. Call Pfizer, or don't call Pfizer. One eight hundred Pfizer, and enter the promo code Deep Fort, and your erection will last for as many hours as you want. You ever taken Viagra? No. It's fucking good. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's great. <laughs> Actually, I've got a great story about this. Emma's going to hate me. What? Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Emma, and I, Emma and I had a big uh, night out once. This is just before we moved into this place. Had a big night out. It was going great. We were getting pretty smashed. Um, it was just the two of us having a great chat. Anyway, we got back uh, to 
my old place and uh, I you know if you had a bit to drink or whatever you, you know start to get a little limp in that department Nick sure I don't need to tell you um, and <laughs> so I got back and I was like you know it's I feel like this is going that way so uh, I went upstairs and I just happened to have a Viago how and I popped popped it don't worry about that um <laughs> So I popped a Viagra, came back downstairs, had a few more drinks because it takes about forty-five minutes to an hour to uh, to set in. And over the course of that forty-five minutes, our nice evening had turned into a huge fight. Um, <laughs> and so um, it, it actually left. It actually ended with Emma uh, leaving. The house storming uh-huh. out for probably four thirty a.m., uh, <laughs> leaving me with a <laughs> you know <laughs> for hours. Which goes to say, like she didn't know that I'd I'd taken it because I would. Oh, have she did anyway. Right? No, you know, I just wanted to think that I'm just naturally you know, manly. That, uh, yeah, man. That is um, truly yeah. horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna like oh, shoot. wind down we do into segments sh- and like chip chat. I think we've got some chip chat back. Yeah, it just feels very feels harsh. This is a harsh turn down from that story. Why? <sighs> okay, uh, we're gonna do some chip chat. I've eaten so many chips today. Oh my god! But yes, what? you're a chip. You're I'm a chip a fiend. Chip I'm a chip fanatic. master. Yeah, <laughs> master of the chip. Or chipaholic. Master of the okay. crisp. Hey, Michael, how about some chip chat? Play the jingle. I said a chip, chap, a chip, and a chat. I said a chip, 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 and a chat. I forget how many it goes that way. Me too. Something like that. It was something like that. Yeah, it was an immediately memorable theme song. Chip chat. Is of course the famous pod, 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 podcast segment in which we just try some chips. We just try some chips on the mic, just reporting back from the chip industry, seeing what's new out there in the wide world of chips. I'm a chipaholic, Michael. How do you describe your chip fandom? I'm a Chippendale. You're a Chippendale. And together we are the Chip Brothers, here to report back on all the chippy trends. Feeling a little chipper. <laughs> Classic. Uh, chip puns. Michael, what have you brought to the table today? I've brought... So I saw these the other day. Doritos. Oh. But oh. jalapeno popper flavoured. What is the popper in a jalapeno popper? I think the popper is like... You get a fried jalapeno... You get a jalapeno you... Um, batter you it? Batter it and fry it. What do you call it when Which, you deep fry like a vegetable in a Japanese kind of way? Tempura. Tempura, thank you. So it's kind of like a Mexican tempura. I mean, I don't expect it to be like a Mexican tempura at all. I mean, <laughs> I've, I'm, I'm curious because they could have just left it at, at jalapeno flavoured. Yeah. Um, but but I they don't wanted know to make sure that you can taste the batter. Curiously, I have... This is not curiously at all. If I if I use the word curiously here, I'll ruin the word curiously. I'll cheapen it. Um, <laughs> and there's one thing that I stand for, which is the integrity of words. <laughs> yeah, um, I have actually had a jalapeno popper, but not in the states. Do they call yeah, them how pops for short? They should. They should. Also, it's it's weird how, I mean, you, you know how Americans say pepper is like a chili, like jalapeno peppers. Yeah. A pepper popper. So the, the pepper popper. Pick the peck a pick a pepper popper. Pick the peck a pepper popper. Pepper popper is a and it also says packing heat. Ooh, sexy. Which I um, What I've brought to the table for this week's chip chat is, mm-hmm. and this is a very New Zealand brand. They're called yeah. Proper Crisps. <laughs> <laughs> Is the <laughs> the, the well to do? Yeah, uh, they're proper crisps. They're hand cooked in Nelson, New Zealand. Uh, mm-hmm. Genuine kaipara, local, grown, yes. and the flavour 
They are. What's the flavour? Kumaro chips. What's that flavour? Oh, that looks good though. Kumaro chips, and they have chipotle and garlic flavour. They are That's also right up my alley. That mildly spicy. Um, so we both got mildly spicy. We got some mildly spicy. These are 100% natural. They're gluten free, GMO free, 100% high high oleic, high oleic, high oleic, 100% high oleic sunflower oil. High oleic. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Dairy free, no MSG, suitable for vegetarians. Great. Shall we uh, crack these open? Crack them open, big boy. Ooh. Now, I should say that... I can smell them. I can oh, smell I can them. smell this them. This well. so good, man. I should say that I probably can't really eat too many of these because Kuna is full of fructose. So mm-hmm. this will give me some serious digestive problems if we were to go too deeply into these. Now, when you grab a chip, Nick, do you uh, take multiple chips? I go one by or one. Or you one by one? One by one. Are you a handful guy? Yeah. But a handful or like a couple within the fingers? Well, I've got two now. Okay. Yeah, but that's not a handful. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't get a full scoop going. I mean, not usually, but I have. Oh. When yeah. it's a bit of a wilder night. All right. Should we get this chip party started? I'm pretty keen to get this in my mouth, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I need You're to go back another, for another one. Another just to make sure mm-hmm. that I... Okay. Oh, I change it. It's got a little bit of a... Sort of a... I think mine got... A spicy a, um, edge to it. I've got like... But, I yeah, I mean, even though they say... <coughs> Actually, having just said that, I think there's a little bit more of it <coughs> in the back of my throat than I'd expected. You know what, this but could do with a little bit more pepper. They might have undersold the spiciness a little bit. I think uh, they undersold the salt, but the, the uh, spiciness on mine too. The flavour of it is certainly prevalent. I wouldn't. It actually tastes more of garlic than the chipotle, which I wouldn't have expected. In a I'm getting no jalapeno from this, to be honest. Kind of took flavour. It's not unpleasant, but... It's certainly it certainly not feels like it's not the kind of chip that you want to have too many of at once. You kind of want to savor Also, I think this is an in insult to Mexico. In a way, it's a little racist. I don't know what it is that they say would make it proper crisp. Versus any other kind they, of crisp. They went to a private school. Probably needed to pick a brand that was sort of distinct as a entity. Nick, and the, these uh, were... These promise flavor. They a sort of two ended up out of three chili, kind of, I guess. And I'd give them a unexpectedly point similar to the other kind of chips that you can find out there. So the, Doritos are going to say it's well, trying to make real something a little bit more crepes. traditional or rural. And they've their literally flavorings. got flames. They've ended up kind of falling Going short the of the modern Fucking kind bullshit. of hipster chips that you start to see from the bigger brands. What are they scared of? Which is, I suppose... That white people are going to Slightly disappointing when you're paying what eat. is definitely a premium ah. chip. The <laughs> the cost of this small bag. Because, again, they stint you 100 grams. That's, that's in, instead of, you know, 180, 190 grams for a Doritos packet. Um, and you're spending probably the same or more. One, 150, mate, though. So... Yeah, I suppose. Slightly underwhelmed. Also, minor annotate. If you've enjoyed this kind of thing, well, good news. Uh, so many other episodes out there. Um, so many great audio quality episodes, including last week's, which we discovered retroactively <laughs> had not been using Michael's microphone at all. But still thought was better. <laughs> <laughs> not me editing it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, so you, if you want to enjoy some of that, uh, head to deepfort.podbean.com and find our posts and our ramblings at facebook.com forward slash deepfort. You can find our tweets to the episode at twitter.com slash deepfort and you can rate us on iTunes with a five star or more. How? Set up a fake account and review us a second time. Uh, 
And if you write in with some questions or yeah. if you wanted some advice or um, uh, what some else? investment tips, uh, stock market, some free drug samples, mm. uh, just any of the above, deepford at gmail.com. I should probably check that again at some point. Yeah. It's probably some PayPal statements there. Too. Given that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, um, I'm going to cook a curry. I'm going to cook a going fish curry. Oh, go on. I'm going to have some fish. Oh, you didn't acknowledge, yeah. you didn't acknowledge my... Okay, sure. Goa. No, yeah, don't worry about it. It's like, um, you know, Goa is like populated heavily I by the Portuguese. I told you that we would do curry chat once. Once, Michael. Do not bring this shit back to the podcast.